0: welcome to the bluebird uncaged podcast we are a collective whose mission is to bring hope and dignity through dance we believe art shapes culture and want to steward our gifts with wisdom and excellence to point people to jesus from hosting festivals and live performances to producing multimedia content to serving internationally we seek to foster community among dance artists. We'd love to meet you and connect on our social media platforms at Bluebird Uncaged. But until then, enjoy today's episode. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. We are in season two. Woohoo! Um, I hope that you had an amazing summer and that you're getting back into the swing of things, whatever that may be, whether you're still taking virtual classes or if you're able to be in the studio together. I um, personally, I'm finding a little bit of comfort getting back into the routine of um, teaching regularly and going into the studio, even though the new protocols and everything are a tad bit stressful, but I'm just glad to be back in the studio. So from now until the end of 2020, I am going to be doing a series of interviews just sharing different people's stories and how dance has impacted their life. They may or may not be professional dancers now, but they all love Jesus so much and dance has had a huge or just been a huge part of their story. And I'm really excited to share this community with you guys. Uh, and to continue this journey together. Another thing that is super cool for starting in season two with this podcast, I'm going to post some discussion questions on our social media as well as on the Bluebird Uncaged blog, which can be found on our website. And I would love to engage with you in conversations and um, just to foster even more community. You guys know we love community and we want to engage. We want to encourage one another and build one another up. So, to kick us off in this series, I'm going to share my story. I really hope that it encourages you guys. It is not at all the way I thought my life would go, but it has been an amazing adventure. And I am really excited to share it with you guys. So I, when I was growing up, if you had asked me what I wanted to be when I got older, I would have said, I want to be a mom and I want to be a missionary. And honestly, ballet was not in the picture at all. My mom took me to the Nutcracker when I was a toddler and I pointed to the stage and I said, I want to be her. So my mom put me in ballet lessons. And that's kind of how my my dance journey began. It's really cool to look back though and see that my dance journey and my spiritual journey kind of parallel. And God has used dance in my life just to reveal more of himself and to show me what it really means to to walk with him. So I would say that I had a good understanding of the gospel as a young child. Um, I I knew that I was a sinner and that I needed Jesus. And, um, and my, my parents were amazing at explaining that to me and my siblings. But I think a turning point came when I was 11. My uncle passed away really unexpectedly. And my grandfather passed away within a year of my uncle. And during that time, Jesus just became really real to me. And I knew that he was the only thing that was going to be constant in my life. And I think that's when I, I had to decide, Do you know, do I believe this because it's something that my parents taught me? Or do I believe it because I really believe it? And my faith, I think, became my own during that season. At the same time... I I had just kept up with ballet because it was fun, and at the same time I realized that the studio was my safe place that I could go and that I could process everything that was that was going on. And I still never thought that um, ballet was a viable career. I didn't really see it as a possibility. But I just worked hard, and I love I love working hard. I love just applying corrections and that kind of thing. So I just continued with ballet through middle school and into high school. Into high school, I started considering maybe what I wanted to study in college. And another thing, I I really love school too. So I knew that I wanted to get a degree. And I started looking at schools and thinking, well, maybe I don't want to quit dancing. (laughs) Um, Maybe I wanna look at a school that has a dance program. Um, but also I'm pretty academics driven too. So I wanted it to have a strong academic program as well. And I thought that I had my school all picked out. I found a school that I thought was so perfect. It had a dance program. And it had a creative writing program. That I, want, I was thinking would be cool to double major in dance and creative writing. So I thought I had my journey planned out. The summer before my junior year of high school i went to an intensive joffrey south which is not the same joffrey south as today so um it was during, back then it the director was valerie madonia she's a dear friend of mine now but at the end valerie was amazing to meet with each student individually and you know discuss what our goals were and just to offer some guidance and encouragement and advice And Valerie asked me, she said, so what do you want to do, you know, with your dance in the future? And I said, well, I think I'll probably just quit after college and, um, you know, pursue other things. And she told me, she said, you have a light on stage. Don't stop performing. And that was a, a huge moment for me just because... Coming from someone that ne- wasn't necessarily one of my spiritual mentors, but also someone seeing potential in me and thinking that, you know, I had something to communicate or that I I could could ha- make a connection with the audience. That was just really encouraging to me and co- gave me kind of pause to think, maybe I need to start, maybe I need to take this a little more seriously. Maybe I... Maybe God's maybe redirecting my steps. So I started doing college visits, you know, around the same time. I went to visit the school that I thought was going to be perfect. And it wasn't that it, it it just, something was not settling right in my spirit when I did the campus visit. There wasn't anything necessarily wrong with the programs or anything, um, Another pretty defining moment was I talked to the creative writing um, professor and I was like, yeah, I want to double major in creative writing and dance. And he said, "Um, maybe you need to reconsider that because both of those degrees are arts degrees and the amount of hours that are required for both of those degrees would probably, you would be very, very stressed and to um, so just just recon- think about that before you make a decision. So that wasn't exactly what I wanted to hear. But also, you know, I'm pretty ambitious, and so I'm like, who are you to tell me what I can and can't do? <laughs> you don't know my time management skills. Okay, but anyway, and that that still just was another thing to for me to consider. And the more I thought about it, the more that going to that specific school was like trying to fit. A square peg into a circle hole and I think that God was just using that time to redirect my steps so made a huge pivot second half of my junior year I actually started my undergraduate work and I started training at the Atlanta Ballet I was very very blessed to be accepted into their pre-professional program during that time which is which is amazing like that is totally a God thing Coming from a small studio with great training, but just going into a larger major ballet school into their pre-pro program was in the middle of the year was uh, just another sign of God's provision as well. And I ended up, I finished my senior year. I actually ended up finishing my undergrad work. So I graduated from high school and college at the same time. I do not recommend doing four years of undergraduate work in 18 months while training six hours a day at this studio, but I also do not regret it one bit and um, so at 18 I had my undergraduate degree. I had a Bachelor's of Arts in Communications from Thomas Edison State University and I started to focus fully on my dance career. I continued training at Atlanta Ballet. Uh, I improved so much in the pre-professional program and uh, loved my teachers and everything there. Uh, when I graduated in 2010, I was hoping to be able to go into their fellowship program, which right now is AB2 but um, I was advised that, that I probably needed a, another year of training just to refine my technique and, and to get me ready for what company life might be. And, of course, that was a really, really sad time. Um, I was disappointed, but also, you know, I'm really grateful for that time, too, to just have another year of training without having to focus on school and that kind of thing, to. Um, get me ready I I, honestly I'm a a late bloomer when it comes to ballet technique and I still had a lot of things to figure out with how my body's built and how to best you know show my my longest lines and all of that so I was part of the inaugural year of the Atlanta Ballet Conservatory Program and that was one of the best years of of training in my life I I gained so much, not only technically in ballet, but also contemporary-wise. I ex- I made an effort to expand my horizons to be more than just a bunhead, and um, it, it was amazing. I found a lot of freedom in that contemporary work. Um, also, at the same time, had some great opportunities to work with the company still and to do some corps de ballet roles in, in um, their productions, which is amazing like gaining real world experience as a a technically a student that's a great um, opportunity so throughout that time um the next two years i continued to stay at atlanta ballet still you know doing some of their productions and working in the core uh, doing court to ballet roles i never had a contract with atlanta ballet to be completely honest um But God was really just using that time to refine my heart and to really clarify his dreams for me. And um, to be honest, those three years were pretty hard. I would say they were some of the hardest, one of the hardest seasons of my life. But also a huge, huge part of my testimony now. There were days that I would get up and I would be like, I don't want to go to this studio. I don't want to go. But I still knew that I loved dance. And I remembered the joy that it brought, you know, previously in my life. Um, so there were several things going, going on in that thought process of that season. One was, well, if I don't want to go to dance, <laughs> why don't I just quit? And then the thought came, but if I quit, who, who am I without dance? And honestly, that was a really scary prospect to consider because dance had been a part of my life, you know, since I was a toddler and without it, I was like, oh no, I don't know who I, would I still be Rebecca? (laughs) And God was, God was just revealing to me that the dance had become an idol in my life and that I was placing a lot of my identity in my dancing and in my achievements and in who, you know, who the directors thought that I was or what roles they, they thought that I was worthy of or, you know, I was, I was placing my worth in the cast list and in my efforts of being, uh, you know, a good dancer. So that was one thing. Um, on the other hand, I knew that God had called me to dance. I knew that like, that was clear from my story before that, that God, um, that I should pursue a career as a professional dancer. I just felt like God saying, you know, well, when he, when, when God kind of, you know, changed my, my path during that time, I I thought I had it all planned out and I was like, all right, I'm going to be a professional dancer. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm going to do this. And then they are going to do that. And it's all going to look, you know, look like smooth sailing. Um, so I had this picture of the way that things were going to go and things were not, it's not that they weren't working out. It's just they weren't looking like the picture, the way I pictured them. And, Um, God was saying, yeah, I've given you these gifts for a reason. How are you going to use them? And, um, so my, my parents were amazing at teaching my siblings and I, as we were growing up, that wherever we were and whatever situations we found ourselves in, like, look for opportunities to point people to Jesus. And, that um, basically our skills and our vocations, and our gift sets are just simply tools to share the gospel. And so I started remembering that and asking myself, you know, okay, what do people need to hear through dance? Like dance is such a beautiful form of communication and it can go places that words can't. So what do people need to hear? And the words hope and dignity kept coming up, hope because Jesus is hope and dignity because we are all put on this planet for a purpose and I felt like that's what I wanted to communicate through dance and that's what I wanted to use my gifts to communicate and so that's how Bluebird Uncaged was born we started off with a little video project you might have seen it's called Beautiful Things it's on our website um and then I really didn't really have a plan from there just kind of did the next thing and y'all have seen where we are now but at the same time you know I was I was like okay I'm going to run this company Bluebird Uncaged and still pursue my career as a dancer and uh at the time I had not received I had not received a contract yet in my career and for me that was um that was almost a point of shame for me and that I was like I'm not a real dancer I'm not a real dancer because I haven't signed a contract or no one wants to hire me and there was this just this tension going on at the time too that people were saying hey you should move out of Atlanta you could totally get a job somewhere else and I knew that was true I knew that I could probably if I wanted to force something to work I could have gotten a job in another city but also I it was a, it was just a point of trusting god too because i didn't feel like god said go uh, i i think that he firmly showed that i had community here in atlanta and that i had connections and and that i just needed to be needed to be faithful with what i had been given so far and to plant myself where I was um that summer was the first summer that we ended up going to panama central america with bluebird and, um, de- uh, well, before we left, um, God just reassured me in, in, in that I was finding, you know, I was, I was getting better at not finding my identity and my achievements in my dance, but, um, I was still like, I haven't, I haven't gotten a contract yet. So, you know, I guess I'm not a real dancer. And, and he was like, Rebecca, you're, you're not a dancer because you signed the dotted line. You're a dancer because I've called you to be. And that just changed my mindset. That gave me so much freedom and let me rest in, um, in, in just the truth that God has my life under control. My life does not, it, 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 it does not lie in the hands of a casting director or um, a ballet mistress. It, my, my life is in God's hands. And I was like, okay, God, uh, if I don't get a contract, it's okay. I'm going to keep dancing, you know, keep doing freelance work, keep pursuing Bluebird Uncaged. And when I came back from Panama that summer, I actually had a contract waiting for me with the Georgia Ballet under Alexander Proya. And that was amazing. Um, I, I... I was really honored to receive a contract for a, oh, a season-length uh, season contract, I guess I should say. And um, I grew so much at Georgia Ballet. Um, from there, I ended up only being there a season. Um, different circumstances happened. I continued to work with Alex, Alex Proya uh, after that for the next few years and um, still continuing to develop Bluebird Uncaged. And now I teach, I'm a guest choreographer, I'm a guest teacher around the US, I continue to produce shows and projects through Bluebird and I'm a freelance artist. And honestly, you know, dance, that's a very, very condensed version of my story. Um, But dance has been a huge part of my life in revealing who God is. And just revealing not only the beauty in this world, but also the brokenness. And how he works in us. And how he reveals his faithfulness and his provision. Oh, another thing that as I look back during that season that I was really, really dissatisfied with where I was. If I had been, well, let me back up for a little bit. So I love to think in if-then statements, like if-then if, if then hypothetical situations. And I love to think of things in checklists and and formulas. So I'm like, okay, if I apply all of my corrections, if I develop my artistry, if I learn every role and I prove myself to be an amazing understudy that's really reliable, if I don't get injured, then they'll have no choice but to pick me for this certain role or for a promotion or that kind of thing. And that was a really, a lot of my mindset for a long time. But if doesn't always equal then. And also what we think we want isn't necessarily what we really want. And God knew the desires of my heart all along. He knew the true desires of my heart. And I'm so glad that he knows them better than I do. Because he was able to fulfill them way better than I could on my own time. And if if, here's another if then, if I had been where I wanted to be in my career at certain times, then I would not have seen some friends come to Jesus. And in, in the perspective of eternity, I think that that's, that's a a bigger cause to rejoice. In that hopefully heaven will be a little bit more crowded because God's plans were way better than mine. And, um, you know, I think my story is just one of being faithful in where you are and relying on God's faithfulness and just taking the next step that he reveals. Um, I'm a huge planner. I love to take responsibility and and know what five steps ahead is going to be. But God showed me that I don't need to know that. And um, I still struggle with that. I still wish that I knew... The big plan but God sees the big picture and um, I'm so glad that he does and in him I can rest in him I have freedom to be who he created me to be and um, to find my identity in him and I think that when we hold on to our gifts too tightly we're going to end up disappointed and empty but when we open our hands and say, "God, these gifts, you've given me these gifts, I'm gonna, I want to give them back to you. Will you use them?" Um, he's gonna honor that, and it's gonna be one of the craziest adventures, that, it the craziest adventure that you have ever been on, and the most fulfilling and abundant life than you could have imagined. Thank you for listening to the Bluebird Uncaged podcast. For more information about Bluebird Uncaged, including tickets for our upcoming performances, joining our online community, or how you can get involved in future Bluebird projects, visit our website at bluebirduncaged.com.